Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hour number one of the Get Right with Reg and KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Oh, yeah. yeah. Regal Mendoza holding down for you. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on this all-star Tuesday night for your Texas Rangers, six representatives for your Texas Rangers, including Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Adolis Garcia, Jonah Heim, Josh Young. Nathan Evaldi. Look at you knowing all the All-Stars. All of them in the All-Star game. A tremendous night for your AL West leading Texas Rangers. A celebration of the game's best in Seattle for the Midsummer Classic. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula. If you want to get at us on Twitter, got a fun show for you tonight on this Tuesday. Coming up at 8 o'clock in our DFWsecurity.com studios. Live in studio, David Hellman of Fox yes, Sports. Going to be joining us for the entirety of of the 8 o'clock hour, so you got your Cowboys fix. You want to see here and talk a little LSU, all kinds of stuff. We got your man David Helmet of Fox Sports. He's going to be joining us here at the 8 o'clock hour for the entire 8 o'clock hour. Uh, live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button while you're there. So looking forward to talking with our man David Helmet of Fox Sports beginning at 8 o'clock. But Reg... It's all about the All-Stars. The Rangers. Those Rangers in Seattle. You like offense? You've come to the right place. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Matt. Love uh, it when Hicksie's here. I hope that, uh, that Hicksie and Jared are having themselves uh, a time and getting some rest because... Oh, no. Jared's not getting rest. But it's good. He's having fun. Him and his wife, I know, are out doing gallivanting on their what four days or four sure. days of vacation. I think that they're they're getting a little vacation and actually out and about amongst people doing activities and such. I'm sure Jerry had to go home and reintroduce himself to his wife. Like, hey honey, uh, I'm your husband. Uh nice to see you. Nice to meet you again. Um because I feel like I have to do that sometimes in my own house because I'm like gone quite a bit. So sometimes as a running joke, I'll like walk up to my wife and say, Hey, hello, my name is Kevin and I'm your husband. Oh, you you I was like, are you are you playing something different where you're like Re, you know, acting a different uh, scenario. Oh, no, 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 okay, no. That fantastic. comes later. That comes later. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yes, very good. It is 7.03. I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. For what? For what? We're keeping it real on the get right. Again, we only got two more days of this. So, you know, keep it right. Keep it tight. Uh, appreciate you joining us uh, 
from the 817, that Matt Hicks clip must must have been from June or before. You didn't have to do that. Wow. You didn't have to do that. Wow. It's a celebration. Tonight it is. Enjoy yourself. Yesterday we talked about the first half, the, the, you know, the issues to end the first half. Right now. I know. Reggie was being all negative about the Rangers yesterday. Being realistic <laughs> about my concerns <laughs> about Rangers. the way that Lou Rangers, <laughs> you know, kind of tripped and fell into the All-Star break. But we here. We here in the it's All-Star a celebration. break. It's a celebration. Enjoy we, yourself. <laughs> And now we just talk about the All-Star game. Although, if we want to go with some negativity, what about these jerseys, dog? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, jerseys, not great. Not great. Here, here's where I am with jerseys, and Reg vehemently disagrees with me on this. Absolutely. This is about the celebration of these players when you get to the All-Star game. And the one thing that I want to see, and let's keep it simple, the home team, we're in an American League ballpark this year. The home team is the American League. Yes, have the All-Stars w- represent themselves in their home white jerseys for their respective teams. I want to see Shohei Otani in his Angels uniform. I want to see all six of my All-Stars for the Rangers in their beautiful home white uniforms as they five of them start, you know, in this year's All-Star and game. And then the NL All-Stars wear their road grays or... Yeah, yeah their traditional road jerseys. Or even just normally to, gray. if yeah. you want to make it, like, even more of a, you know, difference in colors, you know, obviously for maybe the people that are colorblind and so whatever, oh, wow. ha- go, mm. you know, colors versus the white jerseys. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, keep it simple. I personally love that idea as well. Going back to, um, like, the NBA... I love the you know the diversity in the in the court and all mm-hmm. those things. Um, seeing it there as well. Here's the problem: the idea that it's a celebration of the players. Yeah, that's from like the 1930s. <laughs> Modern day, the All Star Game is here as a opportunity to make more money. And what that what this these All Star specific jerseys are is an opportunity. One, I guess, to like highlight the host city, but more importantly, it's an opportunity to make money. Right? You were talking about I want to see Shohei Otani in his jersey. You see the you see the red uh, jersey, you see the white jersey, you see the gray jersey, you see the City <laughs> Connect jersey. If you like them that much, you can buy all those, and you can buy the All Star specific jersey. It's another opportunity to sell a different jersey, and so the MLB is not going to pass it up. NBA is not going to pass it up. These All Star specific jerseys are not going away as much as you may like clamor for them to. Just got to deal with it, right? Uh, that's the that's the market dealing with it. Yeah, because unfortunately, these jerseys tonight um, they're not hitting. Not hitting like they need to for the American or the National League. I don't like them. How are you feeling about tonight's jersey? They're fine. Oh, that's not what you said twenty minutes ago. They're fine. Like oh, I mean, I, okay. I don't. I don't think All they're right. any. I don't think they're anything special. <laughs> like they're not special. No, they're not. But they're, I also like don't really expect them to be special. They are again these opportunities to try and make money. Now, what I would would have liked if there was like more of a distinction between. The American and the National League mm-hmm. with these jerseys because they kind of all look a little bit of the same. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, let's look at the uh, AL lineup tonight for this year's All Star Game. Marcus yep. Simeon is going to lead off. Yeah, for your Texas Rangers. Uh, by the way, Shohei Otani hitting second is your designated hitter. Uh, Corey Seager is going to hit fourth. Uh, Adolis Garcia is going to hit sixth. Uh, Josh Young uh, looks like he's hitting eighth tonight. And Jonah Heim hitting ninth for the American. That ain't no problem. Jonah Heim be batting ninth and or batting later in the uh, lineup and doing work. That ain't no problem. Um, the so this actually brings me the you know laying out the lineup and I was thinking about I was like they'll get one at bat mm-hmm. maybe maybe two and it's like this reminds me of one of the things that always kind of takes me personally. Not Shohei though. He needs to play the whole game. But that's the thing. He won't. <laughs> that's, 
And it kind of takes me personally out of the All-Star game. Is And it's it's not like an issue, I think, for most people mm-hmm. who enjoy MLB All-Star game. It's just because we're trying to get everybody involved, and rightfully so, right? Look, the idea is to showcase all of the All-Stars. It takes me out of, like, the flow of the game just because now, you know, I who who's, who are you in for? What's happening here? Where's the person that I kind of wanted to see? You only really get one time up. Um, I it, it made it so that I did not have fun with it. But although, like, I wasn't, like, a large baseball head. I like baseball, but I wasn't, like, I wasn't a baseball sicko, so to say. So where anything that was baseball, I was going to be tapped in. I also am interested in seeing what the new rules will do for the All-Star game for me because I always had that feeling of the Mm -hmm. All-Star game dragging, especially. And some of that's because it's in the dog days of summer, right? Right. It's quite literally in the slowest point on the sports calendar. And maybe I just looked up and I was like, what am I doing right now? But, like, I'm interested in seeing if, you know, we see the same trends that we've seen all the way through the season, if we see some action on the base pads, if we see this thing move quicker, right? All those things, I'm wondering, I'm interested to see if that entices me further as we go along with the All-Star game and with this program as we watch the All-Star game. That gets us to some of the fun facts of tonight's MLB All-Star game. By the way, this coming uh, from Rob Manfred uh, just a little bit ago, contenders to host the 2025 MLB All-Star Game, because remember, the 2024 All-Star Game for the Major League Baseball is going to be where? Globe Life Field. That's right. Texas. That's right. Globe Life Field is going to be the host of the 2024 uh, Midsummer Classic. The 2025 candidates, Atlanta, Toronto, Baltimore, and Chicago are the four candidates to host the 2025 Midsummer Classic. I like how uh, MLB was like, hey, you remember Atlanta, how we took that one All-Star game away from you? We're just going to try and slide you back in here on the cool. Don't worry wow. about it. We'll get you back. Uh, Toronto would be a lot of fun, a little international MLB All-Star game. That'd be fun. Sure. Uh, but let's talk about some of the fun facts from tonight's game. A lot of fanfare. Obviously, Shohei Otani is the headliner of the 2023 All-Stars for Major League Baseball this year, this year's version in Seattle. For Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, so MLB.com put out a fun, a deep dive into 11 fun facts about this year's rosters. Um, so with the reserves and everything, the Braves lead the way with eight all-stars. Um, Bryce Elder, Spencer Strider, Sean Murphy, Ozzie Albies, that's a name you'll definitely know. Mm-hmm. Orlando Arcia, shout out to my personal uh, fantasy baseball team that nobody cares about. Uh, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, and of course, Woo! Ronald Acuna Jr. Woo! Uh, that's their most in a season in franchise history, surpassing 03 and 97 when they had seven. Ronald and Acuna Jr. is so damn good. The Bra- You remember the Braves in like 97, 03, that time period, what the Braves were doing, and this Braves team managing to stack up a one more all-star than those seasons. So That's incredible. By the way, shout out to Edgar Martinez and uh, King Griffey Jr. representing the Mariners. Looks like Edgar Martinez is going to throw out the ceremonial first pitch. Love to see it. Arguably the greatest designated hitter in the history of Major League Baseball. While we're there, how do you feel about designated hitters going into the Hall of Fame? Because I know that that was a you know topic of discussion for a little while about should designated hitters go in. Sure, fantastic. I love that. I love that we're like lazy, and maybe it's just because like we're football. Football ends up being a little bit easy, just a slight bit easier to get in than baseball. Right when we're talking about Hall of Fames, it probably goes baseball most difficult. Football, and then we're definitely going to a lot more lax in the uh, basketball Hall of Fame. Well, that might be a discussion for one day because I think the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the extremely most difficult to get in, especially when you got writers with agendas who don't put in guys like Terrell Owens. And that don't happen in baseball. Who should have been? Well, I mean, 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm taking us off off track. But I that's I, a great discussion one day though. Okay. Because yeah, we'll definitely have. To there we go. That. Planning shows on air. Yeah, that's um, right. Okay. Only six teams have had more than eight All Stars in a year, and all of them were AL clubs. Funny enough. Uh, so the Braves tie the 08 Cubs, the 1960 Pirates, and the 1956 Reds. Oh, and then also the 1943 Cardinals for most All Stars for an NL club in a season. Um, the 2008 Cubs and eight All Stars to the All Star game. Seems like it. Look up that squad. Go ahead. I look wow. if if MLB.com got it wrong, that's fine. Um, how about this? The Rangers have the second most with six. We mm-hmm. talked about that. Tied for the second most in franchise history with 2010. Um, behind only 2012 when they had eight of this year's six, obviously four, now five starters because of the replacement, um, which is most in the single game, surpassing the three starters uh, in 2012. That was the last time um, the Rangers had a single starter in the All-Star game. Um, how about this? Clayton Kershaw's 10th All-Star selection is this year, tying, get this for a name, Pee Wee Reese for most in Dodger history. I love baseball history because you mm-hmm. get names like that. Mm-hmm. Pee Wee Reese. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, that is the most for a Dodgers uh, player in history when it comes to all-star selections. Uh, wow. So, Kershaw's 10th season on the all-star roster ties Steve Carlton, Randy Johnson, Tom Glavin for fifth most amongst pitchers behind only Warren Spahn, Mariano Rivera, Tom Seaver, and Roger Clemens. Who Roger Clemens had 11. Seaver had 12. Mariano had 13. And Spawn had 14. So, hey, man, like, wow. It's not, it goes without saying because we know this about Clayton Kershaw. Like, legitimately, one of the greats that we're watching pitch, and he's still doing it. Like, he's still been very good this season. It's not like uh, this is a honor selection or whatever. He's still been incredible this year. But, of course, you talked about star of the show is who? Shohei Otani. That's right. right. For the third year in the row, Shohei is in, in both as a hitter. And as a pitcher. <laughs> in 20- that is literally absurd. <laughs> not only did not only was he he was the first one to do it uh in 2021, and now he's done it three times in a row. Because what are we watching? Like what We're watching arguably the greatest baseball player that ever lived. And I, I try not to engage in hyperbole in that way, but I mean, come on, man. He's the only guy, there's been one person in the history of baseball that has done this twice, which has hit at least 30 homers and still at least 10 bases before an all-star break. That's Shohei Otani. Only person in history of the game to do that. Right. Like, I and think, oh, by the way, he throws 100 miles an hour. I think history, yeah, that's one of the things. It's not only does he do both of these things, it's not like he does both of these things kind of well. He does one really well and the other one all right. He's quite literally one of the best in the league at both facets of that game when it comes to at the plate, on the mound. Um, <laughs> look at the number, they're throwing up Shohei Towns' numbers right now. He leads Major League Baseball in homers, extra base hits. It's OPS. And, oh, by the way, his opponents are hitting 189 against him this year. Yeah, that's probably good. Um yeah, one more thing, because I feel mm-hmm. like we're, we're becoming the show that just gushes over Shohei Otani, which feels like we probably shouldn't do as much, although I'm not going to uh, I'm not gonna uh, apologize for that. Same. Um, when it comes to, like, easily the most widely regarded best player to have ever played baseball, Babe Ruth. Sure. He did these things sep- at separate times. Mm-hmm. And some of this is like he probably was not going to be allowed to do both of them simultaneously. But, like, he did both of these things at separate times, and we're like, yo, greatest to ever do it. Shohei's like, watch this. 
With that being said, uh, our very own Josh Young, along with Corbin Carroll, will be the second duo of rookies to start the same All-Star game, uh, joining Kosuke Fukudome and Giovanni Soto in 08. Oh, from the Cubs. Yeah, those were huh. those were teammates on the Cubs. Wow. So this will be the first time that each All-Star squad has a rookie. So, hey, a little bit of history made by a Ranger, Josh Young. And Young, um, he's in a particularly select group at third base. He'll be just the second rookie third baseman to start an All-Star game ever okay real quick question for you are we underrating i know the rangers have had a spectacular year are we kind of underrating what josh young has done this year because oh, like that's a good question some of the things that you just named there we're talking about historical things that have hardly ever been seen in the game and josh young is knocking them down one by one and had a spectacular first half i feel like in some ways we're kind of even underrating what he's done so far this year just giving all the fanfare to everyone else simeon seager rightfully so Garcia leading Major League Baseball, you know, when runs batted in. Josh Young has been spectacular. And maybe it's been because, like, I've been, I've had my eyes trained elsewhere. Shout out to the bullpen. But it doesn't feel like Josh Young has had, like, a lull throughout the course of the season. He feels like he's been pretty steady. Even when you had some, you know, you're missing Seager at a point. You're missing Garver at a point. You had other people go through a rough stretch here and there. He seems pretty, like, solid for a, I mean, I know he played a slight bit. But, like, being a rookie... Having to be in like very important parts of your lineup, having to produce consistently and doing that, that's not something that we should overlook. So I think it's fair. We should give Josh Young a lot more credit for what he's doing. That's just some of the uh, some of the fun facts about this year's All-Star Game roster before we get into the MLB All-Star Game shortly. It should be a lot of fun in Seattle as the MLB All-Star Game commences and then the countdown to 2024's All-Star Game begins as Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, will be the host of next year's Midsummer Classic. Oh, boy, just, we just disrespecting the Mariners. We're like, we're not even caring about you. Y- y'all playing, y'all about to play it, but we got one next. <laughs> we got next. We got next. Can you imagine? I'm not going to lie to you. I cannot wait for next year's All-Star game. Think about the entirety. Like, six Rangers. It's kind of weird that six of them made the All-Star game this year. They just imagine if all six of these guys make it again next year and represent uh, the American League and the Rangers at Globe Life Field. going to be a fun scene next year. Did you just jinx them? No. Why not? Okay. Cats are studs, man. Ballers. Shout out to our six representatives for your Texas Rangers in this year's Midsummer Classics. The Get Right for Reggie KG right here on 105 Through the Fan. Of course, it is List Week. List Week! Here on the Get Right. Everyone's favorite list when it comes to the NFL. The NFL's Top 100 presented by... CBS is Pete Prisco. Where do you have controversy with his list? Controversy, arguments. Next on the Get Right. It's List Week on the Get Right, Reggie KG on 105 through the fans. List Week. The NFL's top 100 players coming from CBS Sports. We'll jump into that list here in just a moment. It's the Get Right, Reggie KG. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line, 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053, where Adolis Garcia already putting on a show in Seattle as he robs Ronald Acuna Jr. of extra bases in the top of the first inning in the Midsummer Classic. A leaping 
grab at the wall for your starting right fielder, Adolis Garcia. So uh, the Rangers already having a good showing, helping out. Garrett Cole making his first ever MLB All-Star start. Of course, 9-2 and two with a 2.85 ERA for the New York Yankees this year has been spectacular on the bump for the Bronx Bombers. But Adolis Garcia already making his presence felt at the mid-summer classic. Coming up in 15 minutes, we'll go around the National Football League, get you caught up on the latest news and notes in and around the NFL, including quarterback beef. What? We'll let you know what that beef is at uh, about 15 minutes or so. Oh, okay. Between a pro football Hall of Famer and somebody else. <laughs> Someone who is not a pro football Hall of Famer. Fantastic. Okay, that's, very good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we kick off our first of two lists, not one, but two lists tonight. List week. <laughs> Here on the Get Right, Pete Briscoe's top 100 NFL players going into the 2023 NFL season. This is officially two weeks away from the start of training camp for your Dallas Cowboys as they embark on their new NFL season. Of course, we are your home of the Cowboys, and we'll have coverage all season long from training camp to the end of the season where Randy Arozarena makes a leaping grab at the wall in left field. He was like, anything you can do, I can do better, homie. How about that? My Mexican brother doing some things. Adult, look at it. Adolis Garcia. Technically. Well, well yeah. Well, I know. Right. Go ahead and claim him. Let me not rain. <laughs> Don't let me rain on your prey. He he wanted to defect it. You didn't you didn't do that. So <laughs> I love the fact that Garcia makes a play on Acuna uh for the Braves, and then Freddie Freeman gets robbed by Randy Rosarena. Adolis Garcia's best friend. Yeah, they're like, we don't care how many of y'all is in this game. Exactly. All eight of y'all Braves in this all-star we, game. We're we not letting y'all, we're not letting this ball drop. <laughs> it's not hitting the turf, okay? I need you to understand that. How do you want to do this list? That's a great question. Okay. Um, well, first of all, let me go to the text line, 877-881-1053, if you'd like to get involved, by the way, mm-hmm. where someone from the 817 says, I'd put money on Aaron Rodgers being way higher on the list than he should be. Oh. Hurts and Lawrence, too, because of recency bias. So I, I want to keep an eye out for that. Okay. Um, so do we want to just go, where did they put the Cowboys and be mad because that's what lists are for? Uh, we could do that. I could let you know the first three players for Pete Prisco, all are quarterbacks. Sure. I mean, I think the the, the value proposition. Now, when NFL.com puts theirs out, because that one's voted on player by players, right? That's right. I think that that one shifts up a little bit because some people are like, yeah, quarterbacks be damned. Y'all be seeing what Aaron Donald does, right? Like, I feel like that shifts up a little bit. But when we talk about from the outside looking in, that value proposition of quarterbacks is always going to be up there, mm-hmm. which means somehow still the most underrated pl- player in football, Patrick Mahomes is probably number one, ain't he? He is number one. That's right. That's right. He is number one, and it goes without saying, of course, winning his second Super Bowl MVP. And, oh, by the way, he's still only 27 years old. Kind of frightening. Still got some time with him. Kind of frightening. By the way, I'm looking forward to the quarterback series uh, starting tomorrow on Netflix. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota being profiled there. Who do you believe are the other two in the top three? (sighs) This is interesting. I think that we've given Joe Burrow that deference. So I think Joe Burrow might be two. Uh, he would come in at number three, David Interesting. Hellman. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. David Hellman? Oh, because Joe Burrow. Yeah, LSU. I was like, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, so who are we? Who is are they? Is this the Aaron Rodgers thing? Did nope. Put, okay. God, I was <laughs> Look like, at your face, too. I was you, like, brother. You was ready. You was ready. <laughs> <laughs> we about to, like they, I was like, you did a good job, Prisco. We mad already. Um, 
Let me see. Who who would they give all this credit? Is it Jalen Hurts? For uh-uh. being in? Okay. All right. In fact, Jalen Hurts wasn't even in his top 10. Okay. In fact, Jalen Hurts wasn't oh. even in his top 15. I forget. It's like the, it's the dude who is a big tight end that likes running over people but also drops bombs. It's Josh Allen, isn't it? That's right. Okay. In fact, Jalen Hurts wasn't even in his top 25. Oh, keep talking. The Cowboys fans love to hear it. Jalen Hurts wasn't even in his top 30. Cowboys fans are excited. How low can he go? He he didn't make the top 30. So he was where? 31. 31. All right. Because guess who was at number 29? Dak Prescott? No. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. He was at number 29. That feels like we're starting to get to a a reasonable place. Who was the first non-quarterback? The first non-quarterback comes in at number four. Yes. In fact, numbers four and five are both edge rushers. Edge rushers. That's right. So we get one of the Bosa boys here? That's right. Which one? Nick. Yeah, you get Nick at number four, and then Miles Garrett comes Miles in Garrett. at number Yeah, I was going to say. So from the 817, I love this list now. Oh, you're okay with the list now? List week. <laughs> the fact uh, that Jalen Hurts didn't make his top 30. But that then that makes me ask, because if he's if he's not going to be four or five, where's Micah, the best player on the Cowboys? A lot of, you know, very obviously in the contention for defense player their year last year and That's already right. one of the front runners for this season. Where's Micah Parsons fall? He would come in at number at number eight. Okay. The only two players in front of Micah, Travis Kelsey at number six, best tight end in Ooh. the game today. And then <laughs> the man who led the NFL in catches and yards while also leading the NFL in receptions of 20 yards or more, that would be the league's best receiver, Justin Jefferson. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on that. Justin Jefferson's great. I'm interested to watch that Vikings offense this upcoming season. What do you mean, incident? What, what do you think the offense is going to be? That offense looked a lot better with TJ Hawkinson when they added for him. What, the, what that offense is going to be? Thought about it, Justin. Thank you. Bel Air Academy <laughs> Thank offense. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but Dalvin Cook gone now, too. But you mentioned how they <laughs> used him in deep in situations. I think Hawkinson can kind of balance it out, actually mm-hmm. getting to like the intermediate and short areas that they weren't able to open up until he got there. I think that that might help them uh, a decent amount and help them actually get uh, Justin Jefferson open. Okay, Michael Parsons at eight. I'm okay with that. Which is interesting because he comes in ahead of Aaron Donald at number nine. Are, are, is that, are they feeling like we're declining and I know Aaron Donald missed a little time? Well, that's what Prisco writes here at 32. Is he starting to slow down or will he bounce back, have a bounce back year for one of the all-time greats last year? Aaron Donald just had five sacks and was limited to 11 games, obviously dealing with injury last year. And then at number 10 is probably the best left tackle in the game today in one Trent Williams. All right. Do you agree with this text from the text line from the 530? Zach Martin is getting disrespected every time we say that Micah Parsons is the best player on the Cowboys. No. Micah Parsons could make a case that he's the best defensive player in the league right now. Zach Martin is on his way to Canton. There's no doubt about it. He is going to be a pro football Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. The best player on this entire football team right now is Micah Parsons. And it's not really particularly close, I don't think, either. Um, So, by the way, Zach Martin comes in at number 25 on this list for Pete Prisco's top 100 NFL players. 
I was going to ask, like, how many linemen are ahead of him? Because I'm imagining tackles end up looking, you know, showing up here. Well, Trent Williams came in at number 10. Of course. Yeah, he's the best left tackle in the game today. T.J. Watt comes in at number 11. Tyreek Hill at number 12. Chris Jones comes in at number 13. Interesting. Showing some love to the D tackles. I mean, obviously, Aaron Donald. But he he used to be just kind of the, the anomaly in mm-hmm. some ways. We give him Chris Jones some love. Okay. And then at numbers 14 and 15, which I found a little interesting. Uh, he's got Jalen Ramsey at number 14. I and, see that. And Sauce Gardner at 15. I, 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 I understand Sauce a little bit more. If you're starting to consider, like, the idea of slowing down, how often do we see elite cornerbacks stay at that elite level? And Jalen Ramsey, like, I'm not saying that I think Jalen Ramsey will drop off, but he's been around for just a little bit. He's 28. Like, we're getting to that point where we where you might start seeing some regression. And, again, like, he, he might just be different and built different because, like, that's fine, but we're starting to get to that point where you might see a little bit of that regression. Uh, I found it to be interesting because he had um, Sauce Gardner ahead of Jamar Chase. Now, that is a point of contention I don't necessarily agree with. I still think Jamar Chase is a better player than Sauce Gardner uh, at this point okay. in their careers. I mean, Sauce was terrific in year one, uh, winning defensive rookie of the year. Jamar Chase is probably the second best receiver in the game behind Justin Jefferson, like I would probably, yeah, especially when you when you when you're able to give Justin Jefferson that much deference to put him up where they did. Mm-hmm. What was that seven? Uh, where they put Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson came in at number yeah number seven. Mm-hmm. To then not have Jamar Chase until what 17, 16, You said I uh, came in at sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That feels a little tough. But um, while we're talking about wide receivers, what about uh, the dude who is a true number one wide receiver in all senses of the word? Sedarian Lamb, where's CD? Because if I mean, Ooh, th- th- you had that drop off from Justin Jefferson to uh, Jamar Chase. How much respect is CBS's Pete Prisco? CD Lamb doesn't come in until number forty-eight. Oof. So you got Cowboys at eight, twenty-five, and forty-eight. And those are the three Cowboys in the top fifty. Those are the th- three Cowboys in the top fifty: Micah, Zach Martin, and CD Lamb. Oof. Okay. Like the tough thing is like there's so many really good wide receivers. <sighs> yeah, we're in a golden age of wide receiver right now. I, let, I think that might be a little low for CD. I, I, I'm trying to find- is a little low. Some of the guys that are ahead of him on this list, <laughs> this will make Cowboys fans real happy. Oh, let's do it. AJ Brown comes in at number 47. What? <laughs> um Von Miller at number 44. Okay. Uh, Jason Kelsey at number 42. Minka Fitzpatrick at number 41. That feels – all right, so this is just like a bias because I feel like every time I watch Minka Fitzpatrick play, even going back to when he was with the Dolphins, he just around the football. Yeah. Like that's just an around the football all-star, which feels – I feel like would get you higher than where he is. But maybe I'm just like – I'm just overvaluing the instances where you pass breakups or seeing him uh, come down with the football. I'm trying to find the rest of these Cowboys that are on this list because if they exist as of right now, it's sparse. Yeah, I don't, yeah that's about it. So, uh, so you did end up with Micah, Zach, and CD in the top 48. Though, oh, it, Stephon Gilmore comes in at number 75 ahead of Trevon Diggs. Okay, how do we feel about that? Because I. 
I'd feel comfortable saying Trevon Diggs is, well, he's the number one cornerback, but also that's when we start talking about like age and the ways that that goes. Yeah, this list is kind of bizarre. Yeah. As I I start to kind of walk it down a little bit, you got Mike at eight, Zach Martin at 25, C.D. Lamb at 48, and then your next Cowboy doesn't come in until 75 at Stephon Gilmore. That's a little odd to me based off of what uh, he's trying to do here. So I was starting to fill this list quite a bit. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's 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 the that's the desired result when yeah, you go through a list. I, I don't like this list. I don't like what Pete Prisco's doing here. Good for Pete Prisco, though. He held us out all for a good 15 minutes before we said we didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, before we didn't like this list. Because ultimately, I like where he started, and then he started, you know, wilding out. Lists are, I, I lists are fun because, look, nope. it gets the people going. Nope. And usually, if the list is heinous in the first minute or two. Now, hold on. He got Patrick Peterson in there at number 92? Ahead of Darius Slay? And not- all right. Yeah. yeah this is trash. <laughs> And I don't even put on for Philadelphia Eagles, but this is Matt Judon comes in at number ninety nine, which feels pretty low for he a, a good edge rusher. Sixteen sacks last yeah, year. He's, he's one of the this better list edge is rush trash. Players. Get this list out of here, man. All right, we we reached the point. We reached yeah, the point that yeah, you we should reach. I'm angry every now. List. This list is on this week, baby. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, honorable mention. <laughs> he had Dak Prescott as an honorable mention to get the people going. Of course, he did. Um, among others, yeah, that yeah, this list is ridiculous. Oh, there was another cowboy that made his honorable mention. Um, that would be Trayvon Diggs. Okay. He made his honorable mention. List. He was like, look, I messed up, but I wonder how many times that dudes are doing like the, you know, 100 list. It's just, it's a ton of players and they get to them like, dang, I forgot that cat. Just throw him an honorable mention. I'm not redoing this. It's cool. Shout out to our guy, Nathan Evaldi. He's on the mound now for the MLB All-Star game in for the American League, which means he should have started. If that was the case. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, those are your list, uh, Pete Prisco list. Oh, is he mic'd up on the mound? Yeah, man, he's talking. Oh, I want to see this. He's talking. It's the Get Right or Education right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, we go around the NFL, get you caught up on the latest news and notes in and around the National Football League. Next on the Get Right. <laughs> you weren't kidding, were you? Uh, it's the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Rigo, before the break, said you're going to love the bed that comes back in for this segment. And, of course, Reg loves this particular song. Oh, you got nothing to say now? What I wanted to say was going to have to be dumped. So Okay. All right. Cool. It's called self-control. <laughs> I didn't put this in there. Keep in mind. No, don't try to absolve yourself now. Like, you knew what was coming here. Uh, All-star game strikeout for Nathan Evaldi, which, by the way, what's happening right now? And look, don't worry about it over there. Stick it here, right here on 105 through the fan, your home of the Texas Rangers. We got you covered all evening long, all the way to 11 p.m. In fact, in just 15 minutes, we're going to talk to David Hellman live in studio for the whole damn hour. Um, However, what is going on over at Fox is really cool. As I mean, RJ Choppy of the RJ Choppy Show. That's right. um, At RJ Choppy on Twitter tweeted, pitcher mic'd up as cool as bleep. And he's right. Like, that's been my uh, feeling. Uh, Nathan Evaldi is mic'd up as he is working this inning, um, this second inning of the, or the top of the second of the All-Star game. And it's really fun. He's giving some insights into where he's going, what he, why he's going. He's kind of having a little fun with, uh, with Joe Davis um, and Smoltz in the, in the, um, in the, I was about to say bullpen, but they're not in the bullpen, but in the broadcast booth. Like, it's really fun addition to this game that during the break I was entranced uh, watching and listening to. And he gets out of the top of the second clean. 
Uh, no runs given up by Nathan Evaldi as we are going into the bottom of the second. 0-0 uh, zero, zero in the Midsummer Classic. By the way, the Texas Rangers making history during the top of the second in the MLB All-Star Game with Nathan Evaldi entering into the game, into the second inning. The Texas Rangers had six players on the field for the top of the second inning. Research by Elias Sports Bureau indicates this will be the first time that one club had six players on the field at the same time in an all-star game since 1951 when the Brooklyn Dodgers. Not the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers. That's right. Did that back in 1951. Uh, So some historic things happening for your Texas Rangers there. By the way, the Brooklyn Dodgers, we get ready to go around the NFL here in just a moment. The Brooklyn Dodgers that were on the field, check this out. Don Newcomb, mm-hmm. Roy Campanella, Gil Hodges, Jackie Robinson, Heard of him. Pee Wee Reese, and Duke Snyder. Some just Yo. <laughs> elite names. <laughs> the who's who of the Brooklyn Dodgers back in 1951. That's, that's outstanding. Uh, so shout out to your Texas Rangers making history tonight in this year's Midsummer Classic. Rigo, let's go around the National Football League here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys, as Reg mentioned. Coming up at the top of the hour, David Helmut of Fox Sports going to be joining us live in studio for the entirety of the 8 o'clock hour, so you don't want to miss that. We're live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button while you're there and listen to it on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Alvin Kamara agrees to plead no contests to a lesser charge today. New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara has agreed to plead no contest to a misdemeanor charge of breach of peace for his involvement in a 2022 fight in Las Vegas, according to court records. Kamara and three other men were initially facing misdemeanor charges of conspiracy to commit battery and a felony charge of battery with substantial bodily harm. Kamara is no longer facing felony charges after accepting the plea deal. His attorney, uh, David Chesnoff, confirmed on Tuesday Kamara will do 30 hours of community service and pay the alleged victim in the fight $105,000 for their medical bills. Chesnoff saying in a statement today, Alvin is pleased that this matter is behind him and looks forward to a successful NFL season, end quote. He also settled the um, civil case around the fight during um, the Pro Bowl weekend this past season. Um Tony Busby, who was representing the victim, which name sound familiar? Yep. This is what Tony Busby do. Um, but yeah, no, this is what well, what do we tell you? It's that time of year. It's that time of year. Don't get locked up. We'll put you in the news. We'll talk about it because we ain't got much better to talk about. Um, although one thing I will say is I think we're getting better at not like leaning so heavily on these things. And um, I guess good for him for, like, settling these things and making sure that this is not a, a larger issue. But, um, yeah, I don't really have much to say on me on, me on that one. Yeah, Saints going to be an interesting team this year uh, because their quarterback situation uh, with Derek Carr now taking over as their starter there. It's better than what it was. It's one thing you can absolutely say. It is better than what it was. Do they have the best quarterback in the NFC South? It's possible. I've, I saw some things earlier today about how Desmond Ritter was, is not give, getting um, adequate respect. You have the youth in Bryce Young um, in Carolina, and so yeah. there's going to be you know kind of the learning curve <laughs> of there. And then shout out to Young Bake Baker Mayfield in uh, in Tampa. Like I just 
Yes, probably. Like, especially when we talk about solidified, uh, tried and true. He gives you the best floor, I think, when it comes to it. And maybe the best ceiling, at least when it comes to year one. I don't know what I can expect of Bryce Young to come in and immediately do. Yandy Diaz gives the American League a one nothing lead with a solo shot in the bottom of the second inning. Um, yeah, for the NFC South, I mean, the Saints should win that division comfortably. It's gonna, it's gonna be a mess of a it's gonna be division race. And of course, I'll say that. I, look, I'm excited to watch Atlanta though. Uh, that would be because uh, let's go with cut number ten. Shout out to James Palmer, of the NFL Network. They've got a star in the making from the University of Texas at running back. Bijan Robinson, James Palmer on the latest on Bijan Robinson and what he could be in store for this season for the Atlanta Falcons. This was one of the most intriguing prospects in this entire draft. I heard, you know, Daniel Jeremiah and Buck breaking it down every week. What happens with Bijan Robinson? And I think the situation you land in is always so important. He's taken eighth overall to a team that wants to use him a lot. And I think Arthur Smith is a perfect fit. Now, what I was told by people down there watching him throughout OTAs and through minicamp, it wasn't him as a running back. It was, this guy is gonna be a hell of a weapon for us. It was in the passing game and the mismatches that they already saw on the field. They knew that he could be a weapon used in a variety of ways, but when they had a chance to see it firsthand during OTAs and minicamp, he exceeded their expectations, I'm told. And this is a backfield that already has other backs buck that he can split the load with, that can also carry the football that allows him to be able to be playing in different spots in a scheme for a head coach that knows how to use running backs. I think it's a perfect fit in a sense and an exciting player to watch because he wants to use him in a variety of ways. Yeah. That like that was that was the thing about um B. John Robinson coming out. Like obviously an incredible running back in just the running f- facet of the game. But like the name that I mean, obviously in comps are obviously problematic. They have their issues. Mm-hmm. But the name that was, you know, kind of bandied about that at least caught my attention is that he could be a Marshall Falk like player. Woo! Where you're again, that's the problem with comps, right? Because now we're thinking about greatest show on turf and all that. But he has the ability to also impact the passing game, having, you know, that duality and those things, in addition to what they already have, as uh Palmer mentioned when it's when you talk about the additional running backs that can help them and the wide receiver, the tight end, right? Like they have the passing options. The offense should have a lot of uh, you know, options available to them to have a diverse offense that makes it tough on defense is one to figure out where they're going to line up and then two to actually cover them and stop them. So I'm, I'm intrigued by what they're capable of doing with a quarterback who's getting his first go at really having uh, the keys handed to him. For the boys and girls who don't know how good Marshall Falk was as a running back. Google him. Oh, boy. Get on the YouTubes. <laughs> a former league MVP, Marshall Falk was the truth. Uh, especially in his heyday with the greatest show on turf with the St. Louis Rams. Uh, you ready for some cornerback beef? Let's do it. Oh, you said cornerback. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I thought you said quarterback beef, and I was like, why? what are they beefing for? You got it good. It really isn't uh, true quarterback beef right now. What they I mean, got I mean Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, you know, go tit for tat a little bit, but that's kind of on some more fun, competitive yeah. type of thing. Now, it's, corners, yeah, yeah, that's a position that I expect to talk yeah, and, uh, like, end up in situations where they might have to scrap it out. And apparently Darrell Revis and Asante Samuel have gotten into it on Twitter. Junior or senior? Uh, this will be senior. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So the yeah. old cats, well, fo- the, football, the football here. old heads. Yeah, they're out here. Got um, something to say. Okay, fantastic. So this is from Darrell Revis at Revis24 on Twitter. Uh, at pick 622. Oh, he added that, man. Yeah, just landed. Here we go. Shake my head. I really don't know much about this guy. Never was inspired to watch his film, but something 
does jog my memory. I do remember we played the Falcons and Rex Ryan made a highlight clip of him being double moved on <laughs> almost every single route. I recall Rex saying to receivers in our weekly team meetings, the game plan was if he's lined up across from you, double move him every time. So in practice, our receivers referred to him as the double move king. I never viewed him more than what was said about him in the scouting report. True story. To which Asante Samuel, four hours later, uh, said, quote, at pick six, uh, pick underscore 622, uh, he could have showed you. You got beat or more on uh, more double moves than myself. That's a fact. <laughs> if you don't know how much, go look at the history books. I'm in there. What about you? To which Darrell Revis immediately jumped back into his mentions and said, uh, try again, mother sucker. <laughs> I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. Scouting report on me was a head coach telling his quarterback to be cautious to throw my way. It just hit different, bro. Maybe you should write a letter to the Hall of Fame voters to state your case. You know what I love about this? There was no reason for any of it. None of it. Like what, None of it. What made Darrell Reeves just wake up and decide to choose violence? Choose violence. Why did he do this? Well, I mean, one, maybe, you know what Darrell Reeves is? A friend of the radio host. <laughs> that's what he is. Because that, that's all he was doing. He was just like, you know what? I feel like someone needs something to laugh about today. Thank you, Mr. Revis, for one, being, you know, the shutdown corner that you were because it was fun to watch. And two, giving me something to laugh about for about four minutes right here on around the NFL, uh, the get right. By the way, it gets better because apparently Sauce Gardner decided to lend his comments to this, uh, to which. He, oh, Sauce just jumped in? Yeah, Sauce apparently just hey, jumped yo, in. Hey, yo, fella, what are you doing? Yeah, you, you don't need to. This is the between grown folk, okay? You, you ain't got no place in here. I know you talented all, rookie of the year last year. This is not your place, young buck. Uh, not at all. Shout out Dogberry. Who, Revis is out here doing the equivalent of making a list. Thank you for making this week go. <laughs> we appreciate you. We needed it. I love how he responded to Samuel like, hey, bro, uh, go check with the Hall of Fame and see about my credentials. Okay? You, know, you know what this is? This is this is the football equivalent of Chuck and Kenny. <laughs> or not Chuck and Kenny, Chuck and Shaq. Just going back and forth. I, like, got, the, I got them rings, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck like, what'd well. you say, Chuck? <laughs> Chuck, what'd you say? What'd you say, Chuck? Uh, but look, man, here's the thing about Darrell Revis. Revis got a whole island named after him, okay? Um, by the way, Sauce Gardner saying, quote, and I challenge myself to do the same thing along with my coaches. Uh, Boo. I don't need no challenge. Boo. Me doing nothing. Wouldn't nobody talk about that, Sauce? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sauce could have left himself out of this one. Yeah, he could have left himself out of this one. Uh, but yeah, some old head quarterback beef. Uh, there you go, between Asante Sanders. There's no takeaways from this, by the way. Both of them were incredible defensive backs. This was just funny. Darrell Revis was a problem. <laughs> Absolute menace. That's a trip around the old head cornerback beef here on the Get Right. You're home for old head corner cornerback beef. <laughs> get right. Coming up next, David Hell with a Fox Sports joins us live in studio for the next hour here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers 105 through the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.